Chapter 20 The Appeal December 7, 1954 Good morning, friends. Our Bible reading today is Isaiah 55, the prophet's great appeal to men to leave their frustration and dissatisfaction and find rest and refreshment in God's everlasting grace and mercy. Quote, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God, and for the Holy One of Israel. For he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whetherto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you unto singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrrh tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Unquote. Isaiah 55, 1-13 What the prophet Isaiah offered to the peoples in this great invitation is clearly stated in the fourth verse. It is the suffering servant, the Messiah or Christ of God, who through his death will bring abundant pardon to many. These are, quote, the sure mercies of David, unquote, verse 3, i.e., the blessings so surely promised to David whose fullness is seen only in Jesus Christ. Man's forgiveness is always uncertain and imperfect. Man can comfort us in our affliction and sorrow, or speak to our soul's guilt and frustration, and encourage us movingly at times. What man gives is superficial, and it does not change our lives. It only enables us briefly to forget our predicament, only to have it later return with renewed force. Our only true ground for hope is in God and in His Christ, for He alone will abundantly pardon and completely cleanse. He will wipe out our guilt and frustration as surely as the rain falls from heaven. To have this peace of God, we are summoned to forsake our way and our thoughts. This, of course, 
is exactly what we hate to do. We want our way plus God, and he refuses to permit the situation. Man is inclined to protest. Why should I give up my way and my thinking? Why can't I be permitted to go my own way and still have God's blessing and peace? God's answer to this is clear cut. Quote, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Unquote. Verse 8 and 9. Our thinking is completely incompatible with God's thinking, and our ways with His ways. Our life is conditioned, as Jesus said, by such matters as these, quote, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Unquote. See Matthew 6.25 Our life moves in terms of ourselves, God's thoughts and ways, in terms of His eternal purpose. We are called upon to forsake our life for His in order that we might really live. As it is now, we are wasting our lives, Isaiah said, spending money for that which is not bread, verse 2, i.e., we work for that which does not satisfy, and go through life hungering and thirsting for life, but never really tasting it. In the face of all this, our only hope is God in Christ. Living in Him, we shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, Nature itself shall share in our happiness, verse 12. What was a thorn to us before will become a lovely fir tree, and the briar a myrtle tree, verse 13, because our life now is in a new world in Christ, the fullness of which we shall inherit at the end of time. Can this really happen to us? We have God's word that it cannot be otherwise, for he says, quote, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whitherto I sent it. Unquote. Verse 11.